This is an IELTS Energy podcast, episode 914, why you shouldn't use IE and EG on IELTS writing. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the seven or higher you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Would the examiner be impressed if you use Latin abbreviations like EG in your essay? Short answer, no. Listen today and find out what you should be using in your high scoring essays. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation. Ask good questions. Speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Hey, Aubrey, are you staying cool? You're in Idaho right now. You're not even in Arizona. I know, right? It's wonderful here that it's like <laughs> 80, 85 max. It's like a paradise compared to Arizona oh where it's always so hot. Yeah, but oh. it's warm in Portland right now, right? Well, it's like it's warm for Portland. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like if we pass the 90 degree Fahrenheit mark, like, no, I don't want to go outside. I'm I'm not right. good at the heat. <laughs> okay, so you would hate guys, Arizona. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lived in Arizona. I went to university in Tucson for a few years. You um, did? I didn't know that. How did yeah, I know this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I remember like both times I moved, my mom came down to help me move. And it was like over 100 degrees, like both times. Yeah. I'm, like every time I feel like I moved in Tucson, it was like over 100 degrees. <laughs> Why? Why are we doing this now? <laughs> Why? Okay. Um. All right. So guys, we hope you are staying cool and you're in a comfortable place to listen to today's show. Um. We're going to answer a question from an absolutely delightful three-key student named Ramses, who has just made me chuckle out loud today with our email communications. And I told him that we would answer one of his questions on an episode. So big shout out to Ramses. I'm so excited to share his question today. <laughs> yes, I loved this when you read it to me. I'm like, this is hilarious. I want to be friends with this guy. <laughs> I know. I want to be friends with Ramses. Okay. Um, all right. So, Aubrey, do you want to read his question, please? Yes. So he said, question number one, drum roll, please. Can I use 
E-G and I-E to express examples and further explanations, respectively? Or is this too academic or scientific nerdy magazine publishing only? (laughs) Or I can't even read it without laughing. It's so clever. Or would this make the examiner roll his eyes and say, ugh, it's one of those guys? (laughs) Such a good question. (laughs) Okay, if Ramses gets to write an informal task one letter, then he's going to knock that thing out of the park for sure. Yes. So, okay, this is a really good question because like, yes, okay, task two, it's academic writing. We could, I guess we could think of articles we read in a scientific magazine as academic writing, but it's different. It's journalism, right? Like there are different rules for journalism, even though they're both formal, there's going to be different rules for an article we read in a journal or a magazine compared to writing an essay, right? Um, Exactly. Like, what do you think? First of all, what if our listeners aren't even sure what these are? Like, what what when do we use e g and i e aubrey it's funny because they're Latin, right? Both of them. And I'm trying to remember like what the Latin words are. I'd have to look that up. But basically, they both just mean for example. Yes, exactly. So I am looking it up right now, guys. Nice. Because <laughs> I didn't remember either. So they both mean, for example, right? Um, interchangeable. E.G. means exempli gratia. Okay. Ooh, I like your so Latin. That's fun. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody speaks Latin today, guys. Um, and I.E., which I always thought meant in example, but no, it doesn't, guys. It's Latin. <laughs> um, and it's the abbreviation for id est, which is not like, for example, it's more like that is or namely. But again, like we use them the mm. same way. But here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use them in your essay. Um, why should we not use them in a task right. two essay? Yeah, because, I mean, sure, grammatically they're accurate, but the problem is that they replace a transition, like the ones you mentioned, for example, or namely, and you need those transitions in order to get a high enough cohesion coherence score, so you do not want to replace them with these. Exactly. I mean, even using like a band six transition phrase, like for example, even that is better than using IE or EG. It's all about the score, guys. Um, I guess they could be considered formal, but it's about the score. It all comes back to the score. Like we need to see as many transition phrases as possible. By we, I mean examiners in order to give you a seven or higher for cohesion coherence. And if you're missing even one opportunity to show us a transition phrase, then like you're lowering your score basically. So yeah, definitely don't use those in your task two essays, guys. Um, speaking of Well, scores, and it's hard enough, yeah. right? It's hard enough to get all the transitions you need in. When I'm grading essays, we have personal coach students who will send us essays, or if they want um, email essay feedback, we'll grade these essays. And it's difficult to get enough transitions in. It's sort of, um, it feels unnatural sometimes to add these transitions. You have to consciously, purposefully do it, especially high level ones. You can't just say also. You need to have higher level transitions in order to get higher than a seven or seven or higher, right? So yeah, it's not that easy. And the last thing you want to do is replace those transitions with something that's going to make that even harder. Yeah, no, that's a really good point, though. Um, These transitions like also or for example, guys, those are band six. Um, 
we have to be intentional, right? We have to understand these higher level phrases and know exactly where they go in our essays. And I think that's why our students, our three key students love our templates so much because they tell you exactly where to put these higher level transitions. So you make sure to get that seven or higher for cohesion coherence. So a great thing, a great way to avoid saying IE or EG, namely is awesome. But that's a very sort of specific way we use it. Like, it's not exactly the same as, for example, when do we use namely? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. If you have talked about an example for anything and then you want to state it specifically. So if you'd said, if you've said like several companies do this very well, namely Walmart, Amazon, and FedEx, right? You're going to yeah, name great. something that you've just referred to. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, cause that is, um, a linking word I see students try to use, but use wrong. So again, guys, like just make sure that with these higher level transitions that you are positive what they mean because they do have meaning. <laughs> you don't just like, right. you know, go to the thesaurus and look for synonyms and plug it in. It's not always going to be right. Um, I really love the phrase, a case in point is. So that's when, again, we're going to use that to introduce a specific example. Same with more specifically. You have to use these phrases to introduce a very specific example of something you just said. Right. So if we go back to that company idea, I love that idea. Like many companies do this well. A case in point is Amazon. And then maybe describe, you know, the details of what you're talking exactly. about there. Cool. Right. Yep. Um, another missed opportunity that I see in task one, because so far, guys, we've focused on task two. But in task one, I also see students missing opportunities by using parentheses. Um, and again, like, I guess we see parentheses in other places like newspaper articles or journals, but they don't have a place in academic writing. And here it's not so much about replacing transition phrases, but it's about replacing good grammar, right? So here's a sentence I might see in, an, in a student essay. The highest point was in 1982, and then in parentheses, they'll put the number for that highest point, like 100,000, for example. So here, we're missing the opportunity to show good grammar, knowing where to put, you know, commas. So we would say the highest point was in 1982, comma, with or at 100,000. So we're missing those prepositions, those commas, if we just use parentheses. Um, we could even extend that phrase, right? Like, which was 100,000. So again, like you're just missing a lot of good grammar opportunities if you're going this easy route by choosing parentheses. Um, what's another tip that you've seen, Aubrey, in student essays that we need to let our listeners know not to do? 
So I was just grading an essay last week and a student used the percent symbol just to replace the word percent. So there was no number there. It said something like the highest percent of women was, and they just used the symbol. And it's interesting because students have asked us, yeah, students have asked us in the past, um, oh, should I write out percent or should I use the percent symbol? And if there's a number there, like 40%, we definitely recommend you use the symbol. It's faster. You don't have to worry about spelling percent wrong, but this symbol cannot replace the word when it's standing alone. Right, exactly. And same with like those no, those um currency identifiers, right? Like imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine if a student was like um you know, companies can make many dollars doing whatever, but instead of the word dollars, they just use the dollar symbol. Like that no, right. we can't doesn't work. <laughs> do that. No. Um but again, like it would also be weird the other way if we said 100 and then spelled out dollars. Like th- we don't do that. We use the symbol right. if it accompanies a number. So very good tips, guys. Um, We did an episode about abbreviations that you should not use in writing. Lindsay and I did one a while ago. You guys should go back and check that out if you haven't listened. It's episode 532. Definitely come back to the blog, guys, allyoursenglish.com slash IELTS. This is episode 914. And we'll link back to previous episodes where we've discussed abbreviations and writing. Um, One last tip for our listeners, though. Other another abbreviation that I don't like saying in academic writing is etc. That etc. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, it's informal because it's an abbreviation, and we don't want to abbreviate most words, right? In academic writing, exactly. and. I also don't like it because it's not necessary. There's no specific information. You're just being like, and so on, and stuff, and other things. And like, that's an idea we'll never want to have in our writing. Right, exactly. It's too informal. And it sort of makes it look like you you don't have anything to say. And so you're exactly. replacing it with etc. Exactly, right? What about what do you think was speaking, though, if someone were to say, oh, I do, you know, if they were to say etc. in speaking, it sort of does the same thing. It almost feels like I don't have another example. So I'm just going to say etc. I don't, sure. I like it in speaking, actually. Um, I think this would be, I think these sorts of words are actually a good strategy, good words to have in your back pocket, guys, for when maybe like you can't think of another specific example and you just want to finish your answer. Because I worked with a personal coach student recently who would tend to go on for too long when she was mm. answering. And it comes down to like, being nervous, not knowing how to finish, um, being worried you're not saying enough, but then you end up rambling and that also was not good for your score. So I feel right. like this is a good strategy for just finishing your answer. You could, um, I'll give you three options, guys. You could be like, you could finish by saying, and, you know, et cetera. Or you could say, and so on. Or one more option, which I really like, what not. I say this a lot, a lot. If I can't think, or maybe I don't want to be bothered to think of more words. I'll be like, oh, you know, yeah, sure. I love sports, you know, like soccer, basketball and whatnot. (laughs) Oh, that actually is really native now that I'm hearing you say that. (laughs) So it's not so much that you're like what I was thinking where you can't think of anything else to say. It's like you're just sounding more native, which is what you need to do, especially for part one, some slang like this. It's pretty informal to say and whatnot and so on, et cetera. And that gets you those higher fluency marks for sure. 
Yeah, exactly. So guys, having this insider knowledge, right? What is the difference between vocab and ideas on writing and speaking? What is the examiner looking for? It's not like newspapers. It's not like real life. It is specific to IELTS, guys. So if you're wondering if you would meet those requirements, you could find out for free, you guys. Go to allearsenglish.com slash score. Take a little short quiz that we designed, get your estimated IELTS band score, and get free resources just for your level. That I made, by the way. So go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. <laughs> yes, right? That's, I mean, I don't think there's anything better out there that's free that provides not only your score in two minutes, but also free resources so that you're not wasting time. You know that what you're doing is catered to your level and you're doing everything you can to be ready for IELTS as soon as you can. Definitely. It is the best place to start your IELTS journey, guys. Or if you're listening to us today and you just feel a little bit lost and confused, you don't know where you are in your IELTS journey. If you're on the highway or the exit or you're stopped at a gas station, you have no idea. But you can find out and sort of restart, refresh your IELTS journey, guys. So you're like positive about your path because you'll also get you also get a study plan based on your level, guys. So go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. <gasps> I really okay. like that metaphor of like, are you on the exit? Are you at the gas station? You need a map. You need the map. You need the study plan. <laughs> you good. need the GPS, guys. We yes. are your Google Maps here right. at IELTS Energy. Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, all right, Aubrey, thank you so much. This was really fun. It was fun, as always. I'll see you next time. <laughs> all right. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Barapapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado.